You're listening to Girls with Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Kudlak. Hello and welcome back to Girls with Graphs. I'm Rachel Kudlak. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host Amber Wilcox. Hey there, really excited for tonight's today's episode of, of Girls with Graphs. Um, Rachel, um, I know we want to first and foremost um, thank our sponsor for today. So um, before we introduce our special guests, do you want to go ahead and give our sponsors for today po- today's podcast a special shout out? Yes, so today's podcast is powered by Pi Barker Fire and Safety. Pi Barker is a nation leader in fire protection, life safety, and security services to a wide variety of industries. You can learn more and find a location near you by visiting by visiting www.pibarkerfs.com. We want to thank them for today's podcast. Well, without further ado, uh, Rachel, do you want to introduce today's guest? Yes, we are so, so excited to have Murphy Minoso today on the podcast. When Murphy first learned about paramedical tattooing, she was immediately drawn to the power beyond its artistry. Its ability to change people both physically and emotionally was something that Murphy connected with on a very personal level. Through her tattooing services, she hopes to aid in the journey towards turning insecurity into confidence. Seeing how artistic transformations could be so profound was always inspiring to Murphy. She originally began her career as a licensed cosmetologist as well as a professional makeup artist. She started her journey working in a high-end New York City salon and moved on to doing makeup for film and television in Louisiana and Chicago. After 11 years, she built a strong background in color theory and aesthetics and learned the deep importance of enhancing each individual's unique beauty. In a world with so much emphasis on physical appearance, it can be difficult finding the balance of inner and outer beauty and inner and outer beauty. It fills her heart that she is now able to focus her passion for helping others and intertwine it with her affinity for nature and its ability to heal. This is where Willow and Birch was born. Murphy hopes to inspire some self-love and remind people that true happiness lies within themselves, regardless of the scars that life brings along the way. Wow, what an introduction. Well, Murphy, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and talk to everybody about how paramedical tattooing can be an asset um, for the burn survivor community. Awesome. Well, to get started, um, I know Rachel just gave us a brief introduction, but we'd love to learn a little bit more about your professional background and how you got involved in the makeup industry to start. So I knew from a young age that I loved doing makeup and transformations was something that I always just connected with. I love seeing how you can start somewhere and and get uh, a completely different end result. So I was drawn to that, uh, I would say, from a very young age. Um, And as I uh, got my training for cosmetology, I did do hair and makeup for a while in New York. 
Um, and there is where I started kind of uh, working on a couple TV shows here and there. Um, and then my career brought me to Louisiana where I started working on shows. Um, and ironically, I kind of started also doing special effects makeup. So back in the day I was doing, you know, sometimes I was creating burns uh, for film and television and now I'm camouflaging them. So it's become kind of a full circle <laughs> Uh, situation, but I love how it's my journey has just been an, a really interesting circle now. Well, yeah. I, Rachel and I are both big fans of television, um, just in general. So that has to be such an exciting um, opportunity for you to be able to be involved and say, I created that. Yes, I would say it. I mean, film and television is so much fun because whether you have just a simple beauty makeup or uh, an interesting character makeup or some special effects, you're transforming somebody no matter what. And being able to do that is just really feeding your creative process and your creative soul. And it's so cool to uh, be able to be a part of things like that. Yeah, and special effects makeup, that's uh, that's pretty intense. I, w I watch all of the, um, I forget the name of the TV show, but there's a couple where there's competitions where they have to like transform the faces and. I can see your excitement as well. You know what I'm talking about there. Are you a fan of those? Like there's some like weird sci-fi ones out there and stuff, but I'm, I'm always the first one to sign up to watch those. Yeah. I, I definitely watch them as well. I usually just can't get enough. I'll rewatch them. So much fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and now you work in paramedical tattooing. So can you just, you know, from a basic level, just even tell us what that is and what that means. Yes, so paramedical tattooing um, is a form of tattooing that uh, you can camouflage scars, you can do areola restorative tattooing, and you can create the illusion of missing body parts. Uh, for instance, belly buttons, fingernails, toenails. Um, that isn't something that I've been able to uh, do yet. I haven't uh, had a client with doing a belly button yet. Um, I look forward to the day when I do get to do that uh, with somebody. But as far as the scar camouflaging goes, you can do, you can camouflage stretch marks, burns, surgical scars, really any discoloration of scar tissue, whether it's hypopigmented, so lighter areas, or if it's uh, hyperpigmented, if it's healed darker, you can camouflage back to natural skin tone. So it's a really cool process and option for people if that's something that can aid them in, in their um, aesthetic journey. Yeah. And just to be clear, you're not you're not tattooing like in the sense of like a color tattoo. You're making it more so that they're camouflaged and, and not seen to the eye. Is that correct? Right. So some artists I've seen can describe it as invisible ink. It's it's a skin tone pigment that you're using. So over time. It can't maybe every five, 10 years, depending on the person and, and lifestyle also makes a difference uh, depending on sun exposure. Um, so it will fade after some time, um, but the process is um, you're going into the skin. It's usually several treatments. So you're probably looking at three, maybe up to 12. It really depends uh, from client to client, um, the level of discoloration. Uh, you can even uh, camouflage like port wine stains, birthmarks um, as well. So, but you want to go into the skin every, at least every 30 days to allow for ample healing time. Um, and you're layering that pigment into the skin to achieve the desired results of camouflage. Um, sometimes people are just looking for a slight difference too. So 
you know, depending on budget and, and what their goals are, um, you can really kind of, just, you're always catering to the client and uh, managing expectations that way. Mm -hmm. So I had never heard of paramedical tattooing before, you know, I was introduced to you. So how did you first get involved and in, or how did you really even hear uh, about this? So that's a great question. Um, when I was doing makeup, I had never heard of it myself, actually. Um, uh, my health kind of fell apart when I was working on the last show I was on. They're uh, on set are long days, 14, 16 hour days in Chicago. The exterior weather working out in it is uh, very, it's, it's a beast working out here. Um, so once I kind of decided I needed to shift gears to take care of myself a little better, um, you know, I looked at what, what are my talents? What can I, how can I veer and shift? Um, and I was working on a show, Chicago Fire. So um, I'd been, uh, I'd made friends with a ton of uh, real firefighters. And um, so when I kind of rethought my career path, uh, one of my sisters actually sent me a YouTube link to a woman who's a burn survivor. And uh, ironically, about a year later, I ended up getting training by her in, in Canada. And it was just, that was kind of a funny full circle thing as well. Um, but when I saw it, I was just, I was blown away. Um, the video that had been sent to me was her working on another burn survivor and seeing that transformative and emotional healing, um, it was so moving. And I immediately knew that it was something I wanted to get involved in. And with my background with color theory, it was, it just kind of fit right into place. So once I did discover that this was the right path for me, I just started getting my training. Um, I've had training at a couple different places and I'm always learning, always growing. Um, but it's been the best thing to be able to get involved with like Phoenix Society and the burn survivor community. It's such a loving, supportive place and I'm just beyond thrilled to be a part of it. So I want to talk a little bit about like the survivors because you, you mentioned working with them now. Um, obviously, there are like the emotional benefits to it. Um, are there other benefits that um, survivors can gain maybe from having that that tattooed appearance? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we all struggle with different insecurities just existing as humans. Um, especially with the outside world, uh, with expectations, it's, it's just hard. We all have insecurities. So, and then when life throws you something that you're not expecting, having an accident happen to you, an injury, you know, that can change things. It can shift our, our, our mental state, um, our emotional state, how we feel about ourselves. And at the end of the day, we all just, we want to feel good. We want to feel okay. We want to feel loved. We don't want to feel judged and, Paramedical tattooing is an opportunity if it's if it's the right choice for for each for, for whoever. Um, it can really aid in building that self confidence back up. If it, if there's something that's bothering you aesthetically, being able to shift that and camouflage it so you're it's not as prominent. Maybe you're just reminded of the the injury when you're looking at your uh, scar tissue. Um, being able to kind of morph that a little bit is really powerful in itself, but it's also kind of reclaiming your body. You, you didn't have the option what happened to you and it's 
being able to take the control back and being able to choose, I'm going to do this for myself now. There's a lot of power in that as well. So I think it's something that um, people can really identify with and just feeling better and, and feeling good again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for burn survivors who maybe are interested in getting paramedic goal tattooing, I guess, what is the end goal? And I know this probably changes based on each survivor, but is it just to, you know, maybe help like fade the scars? I just wonder, you know, how can survivors, you know, best take advantage of the service? Yeah. So at the end of the day, everyone's different. So this is something I always go over in consultations with people. It's what are your expectations? What are your goals? Do you want full camouflaging? Can we achieve it? Um, are you a, the right candidate for this? You know, we all heal differently. We all accept pigment differently uh, in the tattoo process. We all, and with the healing, you, you don't really know exactly how things are gonna go. So that's why you can never give an exact amount of sessions that it's gonna be, because we're gonna figure that out together. Um, some, some people might take uh, pigment really well, really quickly. Other people might take longer to layer in. So that's where budget can come into play as well. Um, but it's really just depends on client to client. Sometimes people just want a little bit of camouflaging. So it's something is less like starkly noticeable. Um, and some people want, you know, if you can achieve it, full camouflaging. And it's just about um, at the end of the day, what each individual wants and trying to manage give them what they want and uh, manage their expectations. Mm -hmm. When you talk about pain levels, so, you know, pain in general can be really triggering for survivors. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple of questions, I think, following up to this, but um, in terms of how, like, so I know you said sessions will vary right on how many, but how close is this to like uh, the pain of a regular tattoo and how similar is the process like to that of a, a regular tattoo? Um, so, a lot of people, when we have injuries to our skin and, and we have uh, traumatized areas in our skin, a lot of times we have uh, nerve damage. So usually we're gonna have less feeling and sensation in the areas that we're treating when it comes to scar tissue. So, and again, everyone's different. So sometimes somebody might not feel anything at all. We have total loss of, uh, of the nerves and um and sometimes you're gonna feel it body part um depending on where it is on your body will also differ a little bit too but it just depends on how dense and fibrous thick that scar tissue is um so that can play a part if you're looking at more of like a second degree burn you're probably going to have you know obviously less scar tissue and, and thick uh fibrous tissue than let's say a third degree burn so you could probably expect more sessions uh, when camouflaging a third degree burn. But um, the machine that I use is very soft and delicate. Um, most people, uh, it's like little to no discomfort. Clients will express sometimes you can feel a little bit of like heat. Um, mm. So it's normal for the area to get swollen and red for up to two days. Um, but normally there's very little to no discomfort. Um, that's kind of something when you're dealing with uh, scar tissue that it's the, the pain, the discomfort level isn't as bad, but essentially it is the same process as regular tattooing, what we think decorative tattoos. 
Um, it's just different. It's a different process of understanding how that pigment's going to live in the skin. And it's using, it's not like ink that we um, do for decorative tattooing. Do you also do the decorative tattooing mm -hmm. over I scars? I do. You do. Yeah. So I know a lot of survivors um, that want the decorative even over their, their um, scars. Um, so for both paramedical and just the decorative, how long after an injury will you tattoo? So scar tissue takes, sometimes we can take up to two full years to heal, but as a guideline, a general guideline, you're usually looking at six months at the very least, but it's usually around a year. Mm -hmm. So give or take, you just have to kind of, um, as, like when you come in for a consultation, I'm going to assess the scar tissue. We're going to feel around and see, uh, is it has the color really settled exactly where it's going to be because when you start the camouflaging process, you want to make sure that we have fully, fully healed. Uh, the, the coloration and your scarring needs to be completely settled because that's how we're going to um, color match and, and lighten or fill in those areas correctly. Mm. And when, let's say a survivor is interested, but maybe they're not, they're, may, and let's say even if they're you know, multiple years out, but maybe you're considering getting, you know, other laser surgeries or continuing that physical healing process. Would you recommend they hold off on considering tattooing until they're com completely done or as much as, as much done as they think they will be with the, the surgeries? Yes. So that's an excellent, excellent question. This is of utmost importance. Um, if anyone is considering paramedical tattooing, it's really, really important that they know that if they are considering uh, laser of any kind for their uh, scar tissue, that has to be done before the tattooing process would begin. So that would have need to be something that you explored. Maybe it worked for you, which is great. If it didn't, uh, if your body didn't respond to it that well, and then you're considering paramedical tattooing, that's okay. But you, the reason you can't do any laser treatments after is that uh, the pigment that we put into the skin can turn black. So mm. we obviously don't want that to happen. Um, so people need to be really clear on not wanting to explore laser down the road. This is like the end of the road. Um, yeah, no laser afterwards. So yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's important to note because I know sometimes laser like later in life can also be explored mm -hmm. too. So I have to be ready to do this when yeah. it's time. That's right. Mm -hmm. So aside from that, is there anything else survivors must need, like m should know before they're considering this or, you know, maybe someone's on the fence. What, what other information would you want to share with them? Well, I do think if anyone is considering it, it is, it's always good to give yourself time to really process, is this the right choice for me? Like, I always like to lead with, this isn't for everybody. This is an option for survivors if that feels right for them. But you just, you want to be well thought through, especially with decorative tattoos. Sometimes you can, on a whim, feel excited, <laughs> um, you know, by something. And by all means, it's cool to be impulsive, but also... When you're dealing with tattooing, it's it's permanent. You want to make sure it's the right choice for you. So I don't think there's ever any harm in waiting longer. You're always letting the uh, scar tissue just settle even more. So it's never going to be too late. It's always on the table. Um, something I think that's really cool to let survivors know 
is that it, uh, and this isn't with the case with everybody, but uh, during the tattooing process, um, as the needles are going into the skin, it can also kind of break up that scar tissue. So I've worked with mm. that have expressed uh, more range of I was going to ask that. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, we've like uh, one of my clients, uh, when we started working on her hand, she had third degree burns um, and it really ended up smoothing out her scar tissue. And she ended up gaining a little bit of mobility, which is really cool. It's not something you can necessarily lead with and say this is absolutely going to happen. However, that uh, the needles going in kind of breaking up that scar tissue does have some sort of scar relaxation kind of happening in the scar tissue. So I think that's just a fascinating part that's really cool. Um, and I just, I, yeah, it's a, it's a bonus if, if it's something that I figured, uh, happening. Yeah, I figured some of that may be happening, right? Like laser pierces the skin. So I'm like, this is a similar thing. I wonder if there's some level of that. That's fascinating that that yeah. also works. Yeah, uh, right. You can't cool. claim it, but it's it's very cool. So yeah. I have a question in terms of, so I know you guys are located in Illinois, correct? Yes. Um, if someone is not in Illinois, obviously they could travel to you, but um, is there things to look out for? Like if I'm local and I want to find a paramedical tattoo artist, like um, what questions should I ask? Like how, mm -hmm. how do I go about this search? Right. Um, and is there things that I should watch out for if I'm looking for someone near me that maybe um, is a, a paramedical tattoo artist? Right. That's a great question. So whenever you're looking for any type of tattoo artist, you know, you want to do your research and, and make sure they're the right person for you. Um, that just vibe wise, work wise, I always suggest um, making sure looking at their portfolio. Um, you want to make sure people have clear pictures. You don't really want to be going to anyone that's taking blurry photos. Why, why can't we really see? <laughs> um, but otherwise, it's definitely helpful to go to somebody local because it is a process. So you're looking at several months uh, of, of tattooing. So we could be working together for six months. We could be get, working together for a year and that's every month, at least uh, at the very least a month apart. Um, so it is a process and it, it does take patience and understanding that it, it takes time to layer the pigment into the skin so it's definitely helpful being able to find someone locally um, just because it can get pricey with traveling and flying in and how, you know, how much you can swing that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I would say just make sure you do your research. And especially if you're going to be getting a decorative tattoo um, over scar tissue, you want to make sure that the tattoo artist you're going to has experience with tattooing scar tissue. It's very different tattooing skin that has had trauma done to it than uh, tattooing healthy skin. So making sure that the training has been there, um, the skin just reacts differently, um, the vibrations that you're kind of listening to with your hands, the biofeedback, it's important that you're going to somebody that understands the differences. Um, and you also, when you are uh, looking at uh, doing this process, you want to make sure you're giving yourself ample time to heal in the correct ways. So you're not going to be going to the beach. We're not going to be exposing the treated area to sun. Uh, and as for like longevity wise, any UV um, uh, exposure is going to fade 
this pigment faster. So lifestyle plays a big difference there as well. But you just want to make sure that you're giving yourself, the, you're setting yourself up for a successful healing process. Uh, is there a certification that is required for tattooing over like scar tissue or is it the same, but you just have to, to know how to handle it, I guess, differently? Technically, it, things tattoo, um, tattooing regulations vary from state to state. So that's just going to differ depending on where you're at. Um, but, you know, some people get extensive training. Some people learn in different ways. So it does kind of depend. I would say you definitely want to go to somebody that has had the training. Because um, like I said, it's just skin uh, that has had trauma to it just reacts differently. So you definitely want to make sure you're going to somebody that understands the differences. Doing your research, it sounds like, is the lesson learned here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is such an investment. And especially if you are you know, spending not only the money, but you want it to look good. And when we are thinking about, you know, avoiding the sun, I mean, we should all be doing that, especially burn survivors, whether or not you have tattoos or not. But, you know, if you're going to invest your time and money into this, you want to make sure one, it's a good fit. Two, it looks good. And three, it, it lasts. You don't want it. You don't want to waste your time or energy. Right. Oh, I've seen some poor tattoos that are on normal skin. So I just can, I would hate for someone to touch my skin right when I've had the trauma that's been given to it. Yeah. yeah. So going back to your previous question that you asked me, um, you want to make sure that when you are going to an artist to start this process, that they're not, you're not going to someone that's willing to work on you before your skin is ready. So that's going to be a red flag. If someone's like really excited, let's start this now before your skin is fully healed. That would be a red flag to look out mm -hmm. for. That's great. No. And what, what's the aftermath, you know, the, the, the healing from the tattooing, I know there may be multiple sessions and I think you mentioned like a month in between those, but what else, you know, or do you have to not wash it for a certain amount of time or certain lotions or what's that healing process like? So there's a couple different ways you can heal depending on where about on the body that you're working on the treated area that can kind of uh, dictate a little bit of the healing process. So for example, if you're working on a hand, um, it might not be, or a, a really like uh, a place where, where there's a lot of range of motion, mobility stuff. Uh, you might not be able to wrap that area in like the clear kind of bandage that allows for, you know, protective uh, from bacterial infections um, and from water. So how it differs from uh, decorative tattooing. After you get a decorative tattoo, you can wash the area, it's fine. Um, but with paramedical tattooing, because the, the pigments are that skin tone, that lighter, um, that, those lighter tones, it's important that you're not getting the area wet for a couple days after. So if we're not able to put a clear bandage like a Saniderm or a Tegaderm over the area, and you know, we'll, I'll wrap you up, send you home with some gauze, and um, you just need to kind of look out for, you want to make sure you're in very clean sheets, clean clothes. Um, there could be some weeping that's very natural to happen uh, as your body is just kind of processing that uh, the new tattoo. Um, but it's really important to not get that area wet. So if you're showering after, you need to wrap it in saran wrap. It's kind of a thing. Um, so there's easier ways and, and uh, 
you know, like the, the clear bandages are definitely the, an ideal way to heal. However, it's totally fine um, if that's not some, an option. Um, you just, you're putting some aquaphor on the treated area afterwards a couple times a day. You want the area to dry out, but um, get that nice healing ointment on there. And it's, you're looking at maybe seven to 14 days of like uh, doing things for your tattoo. But um, otherwise it's, it's relatively easy healing process. Again, you're not gonna be going into the sun um, and once you, you do fully heal, you're always going to be putting SPF. You want to at least put SPF 50 on the area. Um, but yeah, not too bad, not too much discomfort. Uh, but you want to make sure you're not getting the area wet is the biggest thing. No mm -hmm. So I heard you say earlier, like what qualifies someone right to be a good candidate for this. Are there things that we talked about this briefly, like areas you wouldn't do or things that like maybe disqualify you from being a quote unquote, like good candidate for this? So that's a great question. Um, some people can have, you know, some people have allergies. Um, that's something, you know, when you're going over medical history, you really assess everything on that sheet to make sure it's going to be a safe route. Um, sometimes skin, like, especially with darker skin tones, people are a little more prone to keloiding. So what you never want to be doing is causing more trauma to the skin. So if somebody was, for instance, uh, really prone to keloiding, and there's certain areas of the body that you're more prone to keloiding as well, you'd want to do a, a test patch, like a, a tiny little pea size amount and see how that heals um, to make sure that you're not going to be furthering any of the scar tissue. So that would be like an example of, okay, this might, this might not be something that would be beneficial for you. Awesome. Well, and I know we mentioned this, but you do own your own studio in Illinois. Um, and we will have a link to that in our show's description. We'll have your Facebook and Instagram and address and website and all of those things. But how can survivors, you know, one, get connected with you and contact you if they're interested in your services? And what other, um, you know, services do you offer at the studio? So, uh, at the studio, we have a handful of things going on here. We opened up a wellness boutique um, inspired by a lot of my clients. Uh, I work with breast cancer survivors, burn survivors, and people that have just been through a lot. So we have a boutique where we feature women-owned, BIPOC-owned, eco-friendly businesses. And we also do donate a portion of every purchase to five different organizations. Phoenix Society is one of them. Um, but otherwise, you can find us online at willowandbirch.com. If anyone is interested in getting a service done with me, uh, they can email me at murphy at willowandbirch.com. Um, I like to get some general information before we sit down and schedule a consult. Um, consultations are free, of course, and uh, that's kind of where we would start going over the process. Um, but I tried to create a really serene, peaceful environment here. It's important for me or important to me that my clients feel really safe, respected, um, just seen here. And so I really wanted to create a private space that felt like it, this is a place where you can heal. You can let everything out. You can leave it here. I'm going to take very good care of you while you're, while you're in my studio. Um, so it's, that's like what warms my heart is that when people come in and they, they feel safe, um, that makes me so happy. 
So I love that. That's awesome. Well, um, I know you briefly talked about your role, um, but we'd love to know like what your favorite part of your job is. So obviously it's being able to help people, but um, do you have a favorite favorite part of your job? Um, I know you're also a makeup artist, you said for some local, um, you know, TV and whatnot, but um, yeah, just talk more about that for us. You said it, hands down, it's the, the healing process for me. It's a very rewarding uh, career path. But other than that, I think my favorite thing is getting to meet different people from all walks of life and really just listen to their stories. People have some really, really powerful stories and it not only gives you a a deep appreciation for what they've been through, uh, but being able to be a part of their healing process is a really powerful thing. And I just feel lucky that that's something that I get to be a part of. Um, so, but it, it's absolutely getting to meet different people and, and just hearing what they've been through and how they're looking forward to living life after the fact as well. Like people, everyone is so strong and it's just incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So what advice or tips would you give, you know, a survivor, not a survivor, really anyone who is maybe struggling with, you know, their, their inner beauty and their confidence? I would say I see you, I understand. Um, I struggle a lot with different insecurities um, as I I do think we we all do. Um, And I would just tell them this isn't the end of the road. You know, our our outer doesn't define us what we look like. It's who we are on the inside. And it doesn't matter if you wanna change a little bit about your um, physical appearance, if that's something that's going to make you feel better, then it's worth it. And Mm -hmm. if you're somebody that can embrace your scars exactly as you are, that's the most beautiful thing too. But I think it's just having a, an unbiased uh, outlook and just knowing that the judgment that you have for yourself is always going to be so much harsher than anyone looking at you. Um, and who you are on the inside is absolutely, you know, what matters. And if you feel good at the end of the day, that's, that's the best thing. Awesome. Well, my note, in addition to the kind of the paramedical tattooing, you do also do makeup work, correct? So um, we have lots of survivors that are very interested in, in makeup and kind of getting involved. If a survivor or, or maybe anyone listening is interested in kind of getting involved in that industry, um, what recommendations do you have for them or, or kind of how did you get started in that industry yourself? So I actually did go to um, a makeup school for film and television. Uh, however, there are so many artists out there today that are self-taught. There's a lot of... Um, just support on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and learn mm-hmm. like anything, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to research and just get an idea of how color theory works and, and how to um, offset colors. So I know that if I have a really red area that I'm trying to camouflage, I know I'm going to have to go in there with some green to level out that, um, that color tone. So under being able to understand like undertones and and how you need to um, uh, offset different coloring would be something, especially for burn survivors, because as you know, scar tissue heals, some parts are lighter, some parts are darker. So being able to kind of like piece that together and just experiment on yourself at home 
is a cool thing. Um, there's so many different makeup lines. It's hard to point anyone to mm -hmm. a specific thing. Um, I always try to lean towards, you know, cruelty-free lines, um, but depending on the, the individual and what their uh, skin reacts well to, I think that could be something. But I think it's just research and being able to get out there and there's so much that you can learn on your own without having to go, you know, pay so much money for um, a school. You can really, really flourish by just practicing on yourself or practicing with some friends and trading uh, insights together. That's how I learned a lot of, of things. You know, it's really getting in there and just kind of playing around. And that's, you know, that's the fun part too, is being able to see like, you know, and what if I want to uh, create something crazy today? Like the sky's the limit mm -hmm. makeup. So it's, it can be just a really fun outlet and a different way to express yourself. So I think that's really cool, but I would definitely say research, trial and error. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I used to watch so many YouTube videos of people doing makeup and I was really, I'm still into it today, but not as quite as much as I used to be. And um, I know Halloween's coming up here soon and I love like the Halloween makeup and it's, it's always fun just to, you know, transform yourself for a few hours. Absolutely. I could not agree more with you. I'm very Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine as a makeup artist, you would be into Halloween, I would assume. So do you it's go all out Halloween with your makeup? Part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. If I knew how to do it that well, maybe I'd be interested in <laughs> Halloween. So <laughs> never too late. <laughs> well, um, I know we're coming up here on time in, in a few, but we do always ask, you know, um, some final questions. But before that, um, is there anything else you want to share with us about your journey as a, you know, a makeup artist or a tattoo artist um, that maybe survivors might find interesting either about you or just about the industry in general? Oh, that's a good question. I, I would say, you know, this path that I've chosen and that I'm on right now, it's, it's been a really interesting life shift um, in the most amazing, most wonderful ways. And it's a very niche marketplace. So the world needs more people that can do this and offer this kind of service to survivors and people dealing with different things. So if it's something that speaks to you, Maybe you could go get some training too. You know, having having people that are passionate about it, um, especially like if, if it's something you can relate to personally. If, if there's a burn survivor that was, you know, really passionate that this kind of sat deeply with, be an amazing person to be able to connect with other survivors and offer this as well. Um, I remember when I was at Phoenix Society um, right before COVID, the the burn congress. It was the most incredible experience being around just the, the burn community. And it was really moving being able to talk to other health professionals, caregivers, family members, survivors, um, just of, you know, what they've been through, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. But I think it could be really cool if more people got involved and because um, it's, you know, you really kind of got to weed through and, and, and find the right people most of my training was in Canada. So you have to, sometimes you do need to travel to find the right places. Um, totally worth it. But um, I think it would be cool if, as, as this um, expands, as more people kind of find out about it and know that it's an option. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. It's definitely something that, I mean, like I said, I wasn't even aware of it before I met you. And, you know, it's definitely something that I think a lot more survivors could benefit from if they knew about it. And if, you know, the resources were somewhat local or um, a little bit more attainable. I know it's not, you know, travel isn't, uh, can't, not everyone can do it. Um, so the more folks that are, that could offer these services, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know we're up on time here. So we always ask our survivors um, or guests that are joining the show two final questions. <laughs> We've changed them up this season, but um, we'd love to know what advice you have for that newly injured survivor that maybe, whether they're struggling with self-confidence or not, um, I'm sure you've spoken with some new and survivors that have, you know, tenured, what, um, what advice would you give for them? And I heard you say a little bit about World Burn Congress too. So maybe you talk through that. Um, but we're, we're looking to know kind of what you'd want to say with someone um, who is maybe newly burned. You know, I would say that time is your friend. Healing takes time physically, emotionally. Um, I actually spoke at a support group the other night for burn survivors and I was talking to some newly injured people and they were asking questions like, is it ever going to be too late for me to try this? Or what if, you know, what if I take several years to decide? Um, I think having the time is kind of and, and like needing that time for you to heal before it was on the table for you to explore. I think that's one of the best things because you really do want to think through and plan. Is this the right choice for me? Am I sure that I don't want to explore laser down the road? Um, it's good to have time to make sure that you're really thinking through uh, the options, like when when this fades um, down the line, am I going to want to? Uh, am I going to be open to getting a touch up? Uh, the, that process probably wouldn't be as long as the initial process, but maybe you're a big surfer. I remember meeting somebody at um, the the Burn Congress uh, several years ago that was um, a big surfer and in the ocean a lot. And he was expressing to me that his tattooed brows and his scalp micropigmentation wasn't staying in his skin. And he was asking me why. Um, and that was kind of tough because I don't know the, the actual process of uh, the tattoo artist that was treating him. I didn't uh, do a thorough assessment, you know, of his scar tissue. And sometimes maybe that layer where pigment lives is completely gone. Maybe there's too much trauma that was done to the skin. So there's lots of lifestyle things like for him, the scalp micropigmentation in the brows, if you're going to be in the ocean all the time, things are definitely going to fade no matter what. So it's just kind of taking into account like your lifestyle choices too. And like, um, if it's something that's going to fit into your life, well, not like it, you know, veers you off track a lot, but it's just good things to kind of be aware of and think through. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. Definitely. Well, our final question is our Phoenix partner question. And today it's sponsored by Pi Barker Fire and Safety, a leading provider of fire protection, life safety, and security. So the, their question is, what is something you're grateful for today? It doesn't have to be burn survivor related. It can be anything, anything at all. You know, every day in the morning, I take five minutes and go outside and I say, hello world. Thank you world. Um, I'm constantly just grateful for the opportunity to, to do what I'm doing. Um, I'm fully immersed in my work right now. It is, it is 
I'm working late every night. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But being able to have this opportunity to have my own space and create something where people feel good and um, I can provide healing for people, um, I'm grateful to, to have that opportunity and have the support people around me that love me and have been supporting this vision and dream um, of healing and, 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 you know, taking care, seeing the caregivers, seeing the family members, like there's so much beyond just an injury or anything. Um, and maybe you just want to feel different aesthetically. There's nothing wrong with that too, but it's definitely just having this ball really get going and, and being able to do this because um, I am so passionate about it and it, it fills my heart to be able to do this. Well, we're so grateful to have you here on the show. So um, as we close out today, just a reminder that um, willowandbirch.com is where folks can go to learn more about your studio. Um, we'll put all of that information. Um, you're in East Dundee, Illinois. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Very awesome. cute little town. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to check out Murphy's studio, um, all of her information will be in our show notes. Murphy, um, it is with great you know, pleasure that we thank you for being here today. Um, and we hope to talk to you again really soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm truly honored to be part of this and I, I love what you do. So thank you for including me in this. And um, I look forward to hopefully seeing you guys at Burn Congress this year. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much. And thanks, thanks for so all that much, you Murphy. do. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Girls with Grafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.